Hey, everybody. Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you so much for checking out another episode of the show. Today's features Eric Ferguson. You've probably seen Eric uh, around town playing in a couple different groups like One Way Traffic, uh, Loge. Uh, you know, he was a big One Way Traffic was a big part of Debstock last year. And uh, so they. I've been great friends of mine for a long time, so this was fun to get to sit and actually uh, chat with Eric about some of his work around the St. Louis music scene. And uh, if you want to see Eric live, you can come on out Friday night, May 27th, to Broadway Oyster Bar and see One Way Traffic with Brother Francis and the Soul Tones out there, 10 to 2, Friday night. It's going to be a good one. Uh but yeah, hope you enjoy this episode. Do want to remind you, as always, Rock Paper Podcast is brought to you by Roughneck Beard Company and American Rambler, located here in St. Louis, Missouri, over in the Maplewood area. You can stop in and visit them at the shop or shop 24-7 at roughneckbeardcompany.com. Roughneck Beard Company is proud to present a brand new beard oil blend, Comeback Kid. Spring is upon us and the world is in rebirth. The pandemic seems to be winding down and life is beginning to resume. Try their brand new invigorating blend of lemon, peppermint, black pepper, rosemary, and lang lang. It's the perfect blend to bring us all back to life. Comeback Kid now available at roughneckbeardcompany.com and use my code RPP15 for an exclusive 15% off your purchase. Uh, again, uh, that's all their beard oils, beard balms, and uh, all the great products. Anything to take care of that beard and mustache of yours. Uh, you can find it again at roughneckbeardcompany.com. And, uh, you know, coming up here in June, they are celebrating their eighth year in business. And uh, Father's Day is coming up in June. So maybe think about getting dad or some of the guys in your life uh, some beard oil products and uh Check out Roughneck Beard Company today. Also, big thank you to Friendship Brewing Company in Wentzville, Missouri, for all their continued support. You can stop in and uh, pick up some uh, some cold beverages, some tasty eats. They got uh, nachos, burgers, flatbread pizzas, pretzels, all kinds of uh, tasty stuff. And, of course, all your craft beer needs. Over 25 rotating taps. You can join them for some great live music this weekend on uh, May 27th. Jeff Walchhauser will be out there. May 28th, my buddy Denver Wade Trent returns. And May 29th, first things first. You can find their full menu, full listing of beers and concert calendar at friendshipbrewingcompany.com. And this coming up uh, this summer, June 25th, we'll be celebrating six years in business out there at their luau party. Um, so come on out and celebrate six years of Friendship Brewing Company with us. Uh, Friendship Brewing Company is also getting ready to open up their second location out in Hannibal, Missouri. So if you are in the Hannibal area, good news, Friendship Brewing Company is coming to you. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Get involved with both Roughneck Beard Company and Friendship Brewing Company on your Facebook and Instagram. Support local business. Uh, you know, these 
aren't just uh, sponsors. They are friends of mine, and I truly believe in their products. So please support these uh, people that help make this show possible. If you need anything from me, you can find me at rockpaperpodcast.com. You can hit me up on the socials. Feel free to email me at rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you. And with all that out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode with my buddy, Eric Ferguson. Um, the podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. This is Eric Ferguson from One Way Traffic, and you're listening to Rock Paper Podcast. Rock Paper Podcast. Scissors beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beat scissors, Shane covers nonstop, never know what. New kind of guess that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot, could be rock, folk, country, or hip-hop, jazz. All kind of folks that he has, could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the Rock Paper Podcast. Double decker, fudge round, rolling round town. Shane coming at you live and direct from ground zero. He's your hero. He's your bestie. Rock, paper, podcast with Shane Presley. Rock, paper, podcast. Hey, everybody. Shane Presley here. Rock, paper, podcast coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri. Hanging out today with... Eric Ferguson. Hello. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me. This is uh this is super cool. I'm glad uh, this worked out. Uh we've been trying to make this happen for a little while now. Yeah, I feel like we rescheduled yeah. three or four times. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been uh a lot of times I like to just use this show and I kinda of told you before we clicked record, I just like to use it as an excuse to uh, hang out with my friends and uh in for you it's like we've known each other for quite a while now. Yeah. Um I feel we really started uh, seeing uh, a lot more of each other and, you know, really kind of becoming friends through what you're, when you join one-way traffic. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but a lot of times I see you is at the shows and we don't really get a chance to talk much or, or any, so it's like, this is a good excuse to sit down and talk and get to know each other a little better and get to know more of your story. For sure. So, so uh, I guess uh, I think it'd be fun to start kind of at the beginning and, um, share some of this like i guess uh you always uh from the st louis area is that yeah pretty much yeah uh, i grew up in bell fountain uh, until i was nine and then we moved out to washington so i've been out in washington ever since um so you know i have to drive pretty much 45 minutes yeah. to every show we have but it's yeah. it's fine i sure. like being out there yeah i mean i'm the same i'm i'm out here in, in Wentzville, so yeah. every, everywhere i go is a 40 minute drive so yeah uh, you get used to it <laughs> right yeah everybody thinks it's especially when i worked at oyster bar you know and i mentioned i would uh lived out here and everybody's like you drive this far for work and i'm like I don't know. It's fun. Like, you know, it's like at least I'm not driving it as a daily commute. It's just uh, right. It's just. For, I mean, every time I go down to the city, it's always for fun. So yeah, that's it's the same for me pretty much. I work out in Washington for a day job, and you know, a couple rehearsals a week, couple shows a week, right. so three or four days on the road, and it's you get used to sure. it. Sure. Yep. Uh, so uh, what about? 
music start pretty young for you? But uh, was it always bass or was? It- uh, no, actually. So I started with piano. Uh, Mom had me do piano lessons growing up. Basically started, I guess, four or five. Did that until I was probably seven or eight, and really didn't pick it up again until I guess probably early in high school. And uh, I was doing grade school band. I did percussion in uh, elementary school and then through high school and decided to get back into piano lessons. Uh, I had this little old man. His name was Lavere Barnett, was my piano teacher. And really quiet guy, but just like kind of intimidating. Uh, You know, you didn't want to like not practice throughout the week because he just made you feel <laughs> really bad. Right. So I, I stuck with him for a couple years, uh, and then after afterwards, after high school, I pursued music at uh, just at East Central for um, for going to college and did piano performance and uh, basically did that for about three years and um, dropped out because i wanted to play music and uh not teach music right so it was uh it was a good experience for sure i i picked up bass back in college i guess i started taking it more seriously and really picked it up i guess in high school originally but uh got into like jazz ensembles and stuff like that in college and um kind of dropped piano I, i really rarely sit down and play piano so that's pretty much all bass right now. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I was, uh, that was, that's all I've known you as. So uh, it's cool to hear that you, piano was always a part of it at the beginning. But uh, Yeah, I think, I definitely think that having a piano, especially like at first, really helped me mold, you know, into the musician I am now, uh, especially with learning things and just kind of sight reading things like that. It's helped a lot. So I don't do a lot of classical stuff anymore. Uh, actually I have a jazz performance this week. That's like the first one in probably two years that I've, uh, actually played in. So it's kind of cool to go back to it. Sure. And, um, you know, sight reading was always kind of one of my more favorite things to do. I like, you know, trying to challenge myself by reading music in front of me. So that's been cool. But yeah, I mean, it's as far as playing bass, though, that's uh, I really kind of, you know, it took off in college and went from there. Yeah. Is that uh, what's what was the first band that you guys uh, put together? Uh, so I was in a group in high school. We called ourselves, we had a couple different names, yeah. never really decided on anything. We probably played like five shows, uh, pretty small things, usually at the high school or something. Uh, uh, the one name that really stuck out to me was Captain Cheech and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that, yeah, it was a, it was a good group. A couple guys that I was involved with, um, you know, a couple guys younger than me, really talented musicians, though. And uh, one of my friends, Dale Obermark, he now is actually uh, really involved in theater and uh, working his way up to Broadway. Okay. Just an incredible performer. And so he was he was a great front man, played sax, sang, played guitar. And uh, a couple other guys, Neil Alferman, uh, Ben Holdmeyer, uh, they were really fun musicians to play with. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. Uh, yeah, that's a fun name to say. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was group one. Yeah. One from there. Uh, what was the first one that really like kind of started getting some some traction? Out there, or was that did that group play out quite a bit? Oh uh, no, we didn't. Yeah. So after that, 
Um, after college, I joined a group called Nine Rabbits Laughing, which has um, got some familiar names. Uh, Nick Stanford wrote pretty much all of the music for that. John Clark, who now is pretty much a studio musician, makes writes some really good stuff. Um, a couple different drummers. Uh, so that was the first group that I really started playing out in St. Louis and we didn't have a lot of shows. Right. We kind of fell apart. We played in Washington a lot also. Um, I remember the first show like outside of Washington was this thing out in Alton called the big gig. And it was just some Alton community thing that they did, uh, with a whole bunch of bands. It was all local stuff. So that was pretty fun. And then after after Nine Rabbits Laughing, we did, um, that's when I started Echo Bass Quartet, okay. or I didn't start it, but that's with J.J. Uh, Jasper, A.J. Halcrow, and Trevor Oswald, and that was fun. That was like my first kind of like progressive rock kind of jam bandy style band, and uh, I mean trying to do original stuff it was it was cool we played 2720 played cicero's played out in columbia a couple times uh that was that was fun i don't know that i ever saw that group uh live Mm -hmm. but i definitely remember seeing the name a lot and like you know you guys like you're saying very active and uh-huh. kind of the jam community and stuff and uh, i do remember like you back in the day posting your you know what's in st louis tonight and i was like oh my god we made yeah. the list that's cool <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that was before i even knew you right yeah that's uh that's kind of the fun thing about some of the you know especially with the you know facebook or whatever you know just having you realize it's one of my one of my favorite things about when you do add a new friend on there is like you realize like how connected we all are like yeah how do you know them well yeah we went to school together or we you know uh-huh. whatever and stuff whatever we were in this band together and but anyway it's just fun to you put all those pieces together like we've always been uh you know right in the same circle just we hadn't really started hanging out yet and yeah stuff, so for that's I find that like I guess the world gets smaller every day yeah sure yeah yeah I, it's uh I don't know it's it's especially with st louis it's like the a big small town like it's like everybody knows everybody pretty yeah. much like especially in the music community oh yeah it, it gets really small when it's like the music community right. especially but it's just uh it's fun man so uh yeah it's uh funny to hear that story though that uh it, it does make me <laughs> it does make me laugh that people i mean like that's cool uh, that people take it as serious as they do like that they're excited about being on the on the list or whatever <laughs> for sure like, i'm just like i don't know just, i'm just trying to help support the community get the word out that it works shows are happening so yeah yeah you do a great thing for us that's for sure thanks man yeah that got that really like started with like everybody was like there's nothing to do in this town and i'm like yeah there no is. you're wrong I'm, I'm, <laughs> and i'm gonna show you so for me it's cool to watch that list grow because like i think when i really started like you know the early days my music knowledge was you know very small like for uh, you know, I ended up was friends with guys like uh, Aaron Cam and Funky Butt, and mm-hmm. like you know, and so I knew some of these groups. But uh, you know, like that was I'm talking like ten years ago. You know, it's like, and then as I started doing the podcast and everything else, the network grew and grew, and like so the list grew from like you know maybe four or five things on a Friday Saturday night to now I'm hitting like sixties shows on a Friday Saturday night around the St. Louis area. So. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's really cool to see. I mean, not that it wasn't, it wasn't always there, but it's nice to see like that one, my personal knowledge is, you know, networks grown out that far, but also how much is that, how much activity is going on in the St. Louis area for, for live music. So, Oh yeah. 
uh, we definitely have a, a cool thing happening right now. For sure. So, uh, so Echo Bass Quartet, uh, that stuff's out out there on your uh, digital platform still. So yeah, you, you can, yeah. Uh, find that music. We came out with one album, and it's on Spotify. Um, probably the other streaming platforms as yeah. well. But uh, yeah, it's I I definitely spin it every few months. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. You said uh, you wanted to share a tune, uh, toilet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This uh, anything you want to say around toilet? Uh, Torlet's fun, and uh, you know it, it's an instrumental song that was actually written mostly from Trevor Oswald, the keyboardist player, and uh, he kind of took it from one of his old groups. But it was just always one of my favorite songs that we played. Just kind of groovy. It's honest. It's not very technical, but we had a great time playing it. And there's like this like secret little vocal jam at the end of us basically standing around a uh, condenser mic and just making really weird noises for like. A minute. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah.
Yeah, man. That, uh, I don't know. That stuff's fun. Like just, uh, it's cool that the music lives on and, you know, um, uh, like, so what, whatever happened with the group, is that, is that something you guys will revisit or is that, uh, maybe one day? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we kind of all got caught up in life sure. and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely one of those groups that I'm sad that we don't play together and it, but it was probably time for a break yeah. and I would absolutely love to play with those guys again. Yeah. I think a lot of that happens with group. I mean, no, nobody ever really says we're, you know, we're done. Like, you know, never going to happen again kind of thing. It's just like, it's a lot of things just kind of get put on pause and then, mm-hmm. you know, especially <laughs> around our, our age and stuff, uh, you know, people married and babies and everything, you know, life happens For and, sure. and it gets even more complicated to try to get, you know, four or five guys together to jam and, and stuff. So, um, you know, it does, uh, it does happen, happen. It happens a lot of my favorite bands that, you know, like, yeah. so, uh, but I think, uh, I think it would be fun to just to even at to even just to have some, you know, jamming in the practice space or whatever, even if it doesn't become a show. But I right. think, think it would be fun to get back out there and mess around again. Yeah, I definitely I think one thing that I've learned a lot, especially over the last few years, is just like having empathy for players because we all have our own lives. And, you know, I definitely took it more personally uh, when I was younger of people like, why the heck aren't we playing music together? Or, you know, like, why, you know, aren't, isn't your other band doing something? And, you know, you know, I definitely uh, have, you know, a lot more family stuff going on nowadays. My partner, Jordan and uh, Scout and Ellie, you know, we kind of started our own life together and, now I understand. It's yeah. like, you know what? Family does come first over everything still, you know, uh, but, you know, definitely making time for music is priority. Yeah. 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 It's all, it's a, for me, it's like a, it's a giant juggling act, you know, trying to balance the uh, work life, the home life, the podcast, the, you know, the going to shows and, mm-hmm. you know, it's just constantly uh, making sure everything has the right amount of attention and, uh, you know, trying to make, make it all work. And, uh, but, uh, you know, I do, uh, I do get, uh, sometimes I get a little too busy working, working on stuff. I've, the podcast is definitely like, uh, at one time was, I was like obsessed. I was like, I don't know, I was just recording all the time and I Mm -hmm. was, but it was something I was very passionate about, and and uh, hey, you hit a thousand. That's uh, pretty yeah, exciting. Yeah, yeah, like been, I did a lot of work trying to get there, and like, and it's uh, so yeah, definitely crazy to think about that I'm a thousand of these already. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> that, uh, but yeah, there's there's times where I I definitely have to hit pause and just uh, step back and make sure I'm home more often than and everything else, and uh, mm-hmm. so. Uh, uh, but I do uh, date nights always been a priority, you know, it's always making sure, uh, Stacy was, was happy too and stuff, making sure but the, unf- like uh, the one thing is like, we, uh, we have like kind of different not work hours. So like she's, so it's hard. There's a lot of times she's in bed early anyway. So that's when I would go out and do the podcast. Yeah. And, like, she was working at, uh, like 5 a.m. every morning. So oh, it was gosh. like, and I stay up all night. So I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm going out to a concert or I'm going to, you know, do the podcast or whatever it was. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, man, it's nice to, you know, it's a mixture to keep, you know, keep them all happy. So yeah, it gets more difficult when you get babies and everybody else involved too. So for sure. Um, but, yeah, man. Uh, so right now your your uh, main project 
is one way traffic. Yeah. Uh, which is like, uh, blowing up, man. Things, big things are happening and, uh, it's cool. I mean, obviously you guys have been growing it for many years now. Things, uh, continue to, to keep, uh, getting bigger and better all the time for you. Um, but, uh, we got, uh, the debut record out there and we got some singles out there uh, a lot of music readily available and uh you guys are gearing up for big summer tour yeah yeah we'll be on the road for a few weeks going uh up north to boogie fest with armchair boogie and then uh, we'll be heading west from there out to northwest ring summit for the weekend i think we're going to be playing every day out there so that's pretty exciting and then we have a few shows in colorado after that so uh just kind of icing on the cake um i'm really looking forward we we've been in the studio a lot lately too which has been cool i would say we're over halfway finished with our next album and i can't wait to release it um you know our first album is great and um i would say that we have kind of taken a little bit of a different path over the last few years you know um kind of plugging in a lot more it's not really bluegrass style the way it used to be and uh, you know so it has a very original sound to it but it's still kind of sticking with those roots um you know drew leah sam they're all really talented songwriters and they all i mean we've all been contributing but i would say that like those three like you know writing coming from different you know points of their lives and stuff like that it's it's really cool to see what's been coming up yeah yeah so yeah i I always appreciated that about uh about the group i mean obviously you guys are one of my favorites to watch around (laughs) town and uh, when i when i get the chance to and uh and then of course invited you to to be a part of Debstock and that was uh that was awesome a real treat yeah thanks for think is thanks again for doing that that was a really a fun night and um and uh but yeah like i think that's what's really unique about the group is that you do have uh three lead singers uh i mean and occasionally uh even I've seen Sam Avishan sang too. So. He gets a mic. Yep. yep so. I, I they offer me a mic, and I'm just like, <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm not ready. Right. <laughs> but I, it does offer the group a lot of dynamic, having a lot of you know three different styles, uh, songwriting and, sure. and vocals, and uh, you know, so it's just uh, it's a lot of fun to see what's going to come next from the group. And uh, oh yeah, yeah. I I'm looking forward to sharing it with everyone. I mean, like it's. I mean. I, it's some of the best music I've been a part of in a long time uh, with this new album. And I, I, I really can't wait to share it. So it'll be cool. Yeah. Uh, I hope everyone's looking forward to it. We, um, you know, I would say it's pretty much, you know, split down the middle with the three of them writing songs. Uh, you know, Sam has written a lot of newer stuff. And, you know, there's still some bluegrass kind of traditional stuff on the album. But um, I think people will be surprised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did uh how did that start for you? How did you get the uh the call to to join the group? Oh, uh, so I started going to Keep It Grassy Mondays and I, I play in another group called Woodshine, uh, which is like my first bluegrass group out in Washington. And uh, you know, I really liked playing bluegrass music and I kinda wanted to just get more into it. And so you know, I didn't know anyone there. And I think Jason Scroggins was uh, hosting it the night that I decided to go. And I went and played and I remember seeing Abishan and Avery there. And 
um, you know, we didn't know each other. We didn't really talk to each other or anything. And it went surprisingly well. Like I was really nervous playing because it was a room full of really talented pickers. And uh, so I brought my bass in and everyone's kind of looking at me like, oh, here's a new guy. <laughs> Luckily, it went pretty well. Was that a upright or, a, or upright? Like, yeah. 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 And so I did that. You know, I would I try to go every Monday. At that point in my life, I didn't have a lot going on and I wanted to change that. And so I was like, I'm the only way I'm going to really, you know, expand this is if I make the effort. So I went to that a bunch and then randomly uh, Leah messaged me and she and I really, we knew each other. I think we were Facebook friends, you know, same story. Um, but we, we really didn't know each other very well. And so she messaged me out of the blue and was like, Hey, Taylor's got some hand issues going on. He's probably not going to be able to play for much longer, um, or at least temporarily. So, you know, would you be interested in a sitting in for a couple shows that we have coming up and B possibly going on tour with us? And this was in February of 2019. So, um, we got together and I got together with them to do some like photo shoot magazine thing. And it was really funny because at the time I was like, holy cow, who are these guys? <laughs> and, uh, you know, we um, played a few songs. I went to a couple practices until I learned pretty much everything that was coming out on the album. And then I ended up recording like half the album. Taylor's on a few songs on that first album, but I would say I probably have a few more than him even. Yeah. Um, so you know, it kind of started. And I remember it was like, I don't remember if it was before or after tour. And I, I asked her one day, I was like, Hey, like, I know we talked about this a while back and we really never have addressed it. Um, I like playing with you guys. You know, if you want to keep this temporary, that's totally cool. And I mean, Taylor at the time, I think, you know, he had a lot of other stuff going on in his life too. So, um, it kind of just worked out. She's like, honestly, we love playing with you. Mm So let's, keep it going and here i am yeah yeah so it's been fun they like really inviting you know uh i've known drew a little longer than that too and uh you know he's always been one of the friendliest people i i know and uh so we really clicked and you know now it's like you know it's it's like an instinct playing with those guys we just mesh together so well yeah yeah it's just it's really cool to see man like i'm just like i'm uh, super happy for you all that, that everything is going as well as it, as it is and uh, that continue to spread the word, getting out there farther and farther every time now. We're getting, like I said, hitting a couple different cities uh, this summer for a tour and yeah. hopefully we'll get everybody else on board. And, uh, and uh, man, yeah, but I don't know. It's just fun to, to see, especially like, uh, I mean, you're all you know, pretty young. I mean, I know, uh, I think when I first started watching uh the group i think uh i don't think uh the sams were even 21 probably uh, not <laughs> so they, they weren't even uh you know they were and playing down at oyster bar and stuff so it was just uh yeah it was just funny like seeing these you know when they were first getting going you know young guys but they're really uh it's the groups you know coming together like it's like family now it's like it was watching you guys like just all and it's just uh so effortlessly for you guys to you know, play off each other like that and uh, yeah, and watch the show continue to expand. Yeah, we definitely, like, I mean, you know, listening, to, like, it's so funny you say that about the Sams, too, because, like, sometimes pictures pop up of, like, 
2019 when we yeah. were pl- like first playing together and it's like man they look so young yeah. like they you know avery i remember on tour it was in july so it was his 20th birthday and we played at this place in seattle and they wouldn't even let him in oh, until yeah. our set was up this is on his birthday and it was just like depressing like he's got to go sit in the van until we're ready and like we were there like three hours early so that was probably his worst birthday i would imagine <laughs> we played in front of like 10 people that mm-hmm. night but it was seattle yeah. you know i mean it, it could have been worse I, uh, I got a, a buddy, uh, Stryker came on the show one, uh, and he was telling me a story about he, he was, uh, he does comedy and he got mm-hmm. into, he got into it like real young and, um, he, uh, he played some kind of like, uh, told me a story about playing some kind of like speakeasy mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, uh, they were like real strict on like, you know, 21 and up kind of, and, um, so, the, he wasn't allowed to, to do the show that he was booked on because he wasn't, 21 and so they uh like ran the mic out the uh, window and he's like sitting outside the window doing, oh my god that's do, hilarious do, doing his comedy and like and i don't know i just laughed so hard thinking about like you know just like uh thinking about that like so. like i mean dedication for him yeah. to do that All man. Right. that that would be rough i mean especially as a comedian like you know like i feel like a huge part of that <laughs> right. is you know interacting sure. with the audience oh gosh <laughs> uh yeah i just imagine uh you know sam having to mic him out mic him standing outside <laughs> yeah. playing playing mandolin yeah luckily they let him in yeah. but i mean it was uh it was right at you know right when we started yeah and then as soon as we were done it's like get out so yeah uh it's some places are you know i get i understand for why, sure but you know but it's also as some people you know just put x's on my hand or whatever you know they're, right. they're especially as the, the entertainment and yeah it was 10 people in there right. it's not like you're yeah. gonna like miss him right so yeah it is what it is yeah uh but uh yeah man so uh get involved uh one-way traffic on your uh, socials and uh, catch them on Friday night here in St. Louis. That's right. With uh, Brother Francis and the Soul Tones. Yep. At Broadway Oyster Bar on February, or that's not February, <laughs> May 27th, Friday night. I don't know where February came from, but uh, that'll be uh, a cool one for sure, man. That's always, uh, that's like definitely like home away from home down there at Oyster Bar. So Yeah, we, we have so much fun down there and uh, having Brother Francis and the Soul Tones will be cool too. They're they're one of my favorite St. Louis groups for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that uh it'll be a great night and uh uh ten o'clock uh I think music kicks off around ten. So. Yep. Play until they tell us to stop. Yeah. So come on out and uh and especially uh this is like kinda like perfect uh Oyster bar for me, like it, was, it starts uh, warming up, you know, on the patio, and uh, you know, and all of a sudden, just perfect nights, uh, spring, summer nights out yeah. there and stuff like that, and so uh, it'll be cool, man. Uh, but like, we wanted to share a little tune from uh, the One Way Traffic record, and uh, this is a song called "Restless Traveler." Um, anything you want to tell us about "Restless Traveler"? Uh, you know what we just we've been playing it a lot lately and you know some of the songs from the first album we kind of come back to and you know some of them we don't play for a couple months just because we kind of forget mm-hmm. it's in the rotation and uh, i've just really been enjoying playing that one lately so it was like let's let's play that one yeah
don't have a reason why And I only got myself to blame Cause I know you'd never lie I put on rose-colored glasses And I tried to play my part Should've seen I was heading down that road To a broken heart
you guys do some some different cover stuff. I've I've seen you guys do um, some different kind of like themed shows, like with like uh, '90s and different things. And we've done a couple of them like yeah. that. Is there is there any particular uh, favorite covers you like to throw in there? Is like a one that. Uh, Hmm. That's a tough question, honestly. Because you guys, well, what I like about it is like you guys do it. You know, it's fun to reimagine some of these songs, kind of bluegrassy like that, like or yeah, or string and stuff. You know, so these arrangements on it. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like, really, some of the ones that we've been playing a lot lately that have been fun. Like, I mean, we do some Talking Heads, which is always a good time. You know, gets the crowd going. Um, we always play, honestly. Uh, Lonesome Henri and Mean is just uh, one of those um, Waylon Jennings songs that I, I, every time we play it, I'm like, this is good. Yeah. This is good. But um, no, I mean, we, we we have a pretty big amount of covers. It's yeah. hard for me to even try to pick a favorite one, though. Yeah. Do some Fish, sure. you know, some we've done some Grateful Dead, things like that, too. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, anytime I try to pick a cover try to kind of go out there a little bit um you know uh spaceman i think was one of the last ones that i was like we should do this one and uh, that was cool you know random things hits from the bong uh (laughs) you know it's it's always always try to like kind of throw out something out in left field yeah yeah hits from the bong definitely that's uh uh it's just i don't know those songs are it's already ridiculous, but then like to 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 take it up another level, like it's just it's yeah. just fun, like uh, <laughs> so. Um, and those like something like that, like definitely just like the crowd hits, like and everybody's on board, and like everybody knows that song, and like, yeah, so yeah, and that's like I mean, I guess earlier this year, or I guess it was like late last year, I kind of ditched playing the upright, and I mostly have been playing my electric, unless we like are kind of. Uh, advertising a show as a bluegrass show then mm-hmm. i'll bring it but um playing playing my electric uh has been a lot of fun and it's been kind of fun especially with the covers but also our originals that were ri- originally written bluegrass like keeping them pretty much bluegrass but playing it on you know a standard bass instead of an upright uh that's been a little bit of a challenge but it's been really entertaining right. and the same with uh sam avery you know he's really you know there's a couple shows where he won't even bring an acoustic instrument or he'll only bring an acoustic instrument and um you know playing once again some of our bluegrass hits all plugged in it sounds really cool mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of like when bob dylan like plugged in back in the you know i guess late 60s and Everybody hated it, but I, th- I think people really like what we're doing. <laughs> uh, there was a uh, mentioning uh, Deb Stock. That was one of my uh, highlight for me was uh, you guys doing uh, Whipping Post, mm-hmm. and uh, and then also adding uh, some special guests to close it out. And that stuff. was cool. Um, so like that was fun to have a uh, Aaron and Adam from Funky Butt uh, on horns. Oh man, and, that was awesome. Uh, with Spanky on keys, and uh, I think uh, Garrett Ranji on guitar also. And wow, he shreds yeah. too. Uh, they are they're all so talented. That was that was really cool. Yeah, that was uh. So I don't know. There's video of that on YouTube and stuff. That was such a, f- a fun night and like, but uh, one of my favorite songs and uh, just fun also to hear kind of flipped with the 
female vocals with Leah singing lead on that one. And like, uh, so, mm-hmm. but, uh, you guys do your own little twist, you know, on it, but still keep it pretty much, tradi- you know, to the original recordings and stuff. But, uh, it's fun to hear live for sure, man. That's a, a good, <laughs> a good cover to throw in there. Thanks. Yeah. I like that one. We, it's funny because sometimes we'll play a couple of those where it's like such a banger and I'm like, okay, like we gotta like, we gotta wait months until we play this again yeah. and that way you know it, it keeps the excitement yeah I agree. and uh yeah. you know that's that's a challenge too because man there's so many times where we're like let's just play all of our Gosh. hits you know and it's like yeah we gotta you know sometimes you gotta play some of the other covers that you know just kind of fill a little time to make those other ones more entertaining right so well that's a nice that you guys have that uh luxury of a, a long set list where you can you can do that you can sub yeah. sub those out for a while and, and for sure but, but i agree i think uh you know leave them wanting more you know they're gonna let them let it build in a anticipation and stuff and then throw it in there and oh yeah blow some minds yeah yeah same with our our originals you know it's uh right. you know sometimes we don't play pretendencies or we don't play uh you know turn right actually we haven't played turn right in probably two months now it seems like so it's always fun to like come back to it it's like i think it's a refresher for us too yeah 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 man uh well again uh Catch One Way Traffic on tour. Catch them uh, Broadway Oyster Bar on the 27th, uh, Friday night, and uh, see what we're talking about. This is uh, going to be fun, man. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I, um, new songs on the way, hopefully uh, soon. I guess we don't have any kind of... Uh, no set date. Nothing uh, in particular, but uh, on the way. Uh, so you guys uh, you guys recording that here in... Uh, uh, sawhorse again or no or? we're actually we've been at native sound native sound this time yeah, yeah and it's it's going well um uh, honestly wait, wait it's actually it was uh was encapsulated i think when i was i think i was recording with them over there one time oh really yeah i don't know if that's where they didn't i don't know anyway it's a cool studio yeah, i've right. really liked it uh ben our engineer that we've been working with he's really talented yeah. and you know, uh, I think after doing it a few times, it's been nice. Like we kind of know what we're doing. Um, you know, one thing that, you know, I think one thing that we're doing this time around that has been really helpful. It's like, it doesn't matter if we get two songs done today or if we get five songs done today, we have this amount of time and we're just going to get everything as perfect as we can and then move on to the next thing. And if we have to schedule more time, then we'll just do it. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it, it does cost more that way, but in the end, it's like, you know, we will, we're taking a lot of pride in this project and, uh, see, you know, perfecting it. Like instead of saying that's good enough, it's like, I mean, I can't tell you how many tracks I laid over a couple songs and it's like, do it over. Yeah. You know, I'm still not happy with it, but sure. Yeah, that you know, it's what makes a great album great, I guess. Yeah. So hopefully it'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh well, um and you guys also have a what was a, a Survivor's Ball coming up too, right? So yeah, that's so in June. In June. Mm-hmm. So June sixteenth or seventeenth, I think. Yeah. So that'd be uh, another big uh local show to to catch one way traffic. Look it up. I'm sorry, the 18th. Uh, What's that weekend? 17th through the 19th. Yeah. Well, cool. And uh, a whole bunch of uh, other favorites on that with you. So that'll be a good good weekend to be out there. 
Yeah, for sure. We'll be playing one-way traffic's got a big set, and then uh, actually loads. We're doing a little late-night set out there too, so that'll be fun. Double, uh, double whammy. Yeah, man. Uh, well, uh, let's talk about uh, one other uh, project that you've been involved in, and that's a group called Loge. Mm-hmm. Loge, right? Loge, Lodge, uh, Lodge. whatever you want to say. <laughs> uh, and you guys, uh, this is with Sam. It's Avery. Sam Avery yeah. and JJ Jasper, so drummer from Echo Bass. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you guys have been, uh, I know, like, uh, I mean, I haven't, and again, I haven't seen this uh, group live, but I, I guess, like, Felt it was kind of uh, birthed over there, at Pops. Also, right? Like, yeah, it has been. We're playing there tonight, actually. Yeah. yeah so, um, uh, it's been fun. It was really good being able to play music again with JJ, especially. Uh, you know, as rhythm uh, instrument people, we always clicked back in the day, and it's something kind of bringing it back to life. And then also. Um, you know, Sam's super talented guitar player, also great songwriter. And, you know, uh, we've been having fun with it. We get a little weird, you know, it's a pretty progressive, do a lot of covers that, you know, kind of just try to think of things kind of off the wall and, um, and, you know, and playing some of Sam's originals that, you know, we don't play in one way traffic. So that's been it's been a cool project. Uh, really like to see where it goes. Uh, Sam's really into like branding and stuff. And so it's been kind of cool, like him just making his merch and stuff. And he's like, it's going to be a band, but it's also a brand. And uh, uh, we're just we're all really goofy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm, it's been fun. So tonight is Loge 7. We're calling it Double Loge 7. Uh, we'll probably have some james bond theme stuff going on uh and that's kind of like one of our like little gimmicks i guess is that we've been like theming every show so honestly the last one was loge uh loge six suck the citrus and <laughs> we just brought like jj actually did it he brought like a huge container of uh citrus fruit and was just giving it to people I set a couple oranges and limes on stage. So, yeah, yeah we like to have fun. Sure. Yeah. That's what it's all about, man. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, it's at Pops. Um, we played at uh, Leah's uh, dinner and a show. We opened up the night there. And uh, I guess Derek's is going to be our first show that's, like, outside of uh, doing anything at Pops pretty much besides that. Mm-hmm. So that'll be cool. It's late night and, you know, uh, uh, Derek came up to us and he's like, you guys, like, you're the last thing. So just play as long as you want. And we're like, we could probably play a long time if (laughs) if you let us up there for, they're probably going to cut the power on us at one point. (laughs) Like, okay, it's 5 a.m. Let's, let's wrap this up. (laughs) Uh, yeah. And, uh, I guess a big shout out to, Josh Loyal over there pops like he seems, uh, you know, just very uh, open to giving people a space to be get, sure. get creative and do, you know, like so. Yeah, there's a, a lot of uh, I feel like, uh, you know, he's just open to ideas and like wants, pe- wants people to have fun. You know? Yeah, he's I mean, it's funny, too, because I've known Josh like back you know from playing in echo bass out at 2720 and stuff right. like that and didn't really know him very well but now you know uh knowing him more and i mean same with terry working there too you know terry's awesome 
they support so many local musicians. I mean, having a place like Pops Blue Moon is, I mean, one of the best places in St. Louis. It's a, it's a small room. It gets loud sometimes. It gets crowded, but you know, it's full of really talented people and they, it, they just do something else, you know, and, uh, yeah, there's, there's a whole bunch of support for local musicians coming out of that place. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, probably wouldn't be the musician here in St. Louis if it wasn't for that place. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that's, there's probably a whole lot of people that have agree with that, that, you know, just, you know, having that, it means a lot just having a room like that to where you can pitch an idea like, Hey, what can we try this? And like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Well, no questions asked. Like, okay, here's your open dates. All right. Pick it, come do your thing. (laughs) So that's cool. Yeah, man. Well, uh, and you can find uh, Loge on uh, your Facebook and stuff too, yep. so you can get plugged in on more dates for that. I think we've got some YouTube stuff posted, just some like live shows or something like that. Um, yeah, nothing, yeah. no uh, studio recordings or anything like that, so yeah. maybe yeah. someday. Yeah, I was going to say, is that something you guys want to take to the I'm studio? sure we will. Yeah, yeah. it's, uh, you know, down the road. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I... Uh, and some of that stuff's like, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> some of it's just like uh, the spectacle of it being, you know, have seen it live and stuff. I, mean, I don't know. I'm not saying that you guys wouldn't, but it's like some of what makes that uh, some, some of these acts special is the live show. And you for know, sure, it's like it doesn't always translate to being ever, you know, not on an album and being recorded and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's yeah. actually uh, going back to uh, one way traffic also like that's uh, we, we have been talking about it and especially just because it's taken so long to finish our studio album will more than likely I don't know if I can say oh, I'm saying it <laughs> will more than likely be uh, releasing some uh, live shows recorded uh, uh, pretty much all out at Rose Music Hall in Columbia, oh, yeah. which is uh one of our favorite places yeah, to play so love that room. Yeah, yeah yeah so i'm i'm hoping we'll have something uh you know people can kind of hear what we're all about and uh see what the shows are like mm-hmm. that'll be cool yeah yeah i think uh i agree man i think that's uh this is also a you know great example is like that one-way traffic show like you guys sound great on a record but like seeing it live is a totally different experience yeah. and stuff so yeah it's and i mean there's there's bands out there that are like that you know like right. i mean some people are like straight with the studio work and and their live shows are just like how it is on the album and we are absolutely the opposite of that so mm-hmm. even when it comes to our like originals it's like well every, every time we play it it seems a little different right. which i think is usually for a better you know than than worse I mean, I think, and again, like, you know, going back to, uh, you know, your, your kind of the jam community and stuff, the, you know, the dead and, or Dave Matthews even, or mm-hmm. you know, like, there's a reason these, these people travel the country and see this group so many times, uh, because every time is like, even though it's the same songs are always oh, like, yeah. a little different and it's like, there's something about the live you know, show that hooks people in and stuff. So yeah, I think it's in that same sentence, you know, sense that we're like, you got to go see live compared to just listening to it. For sure. That's like, I mean, growing up, I got in, I pretty much owe most of my music taste to my older brother, Alex. And, uh, he, you know, 
gave me my first Humphrey CD and first Fish album and stuff like that and Primus and um, you know so I was exposed to that stuff at a young age which I'm very grateful for because now it's like I mean you know Humphreys has definitely been like my top jam band to go watch for you know since I was in high school and uh, it's cool to see them you know a band like that kind of morph and form and change over the years and it's like yeah you know like there's definitely hope we all start somewhere and uh i think uh especially with one-way traffic lately you know we got a lot of steam behind us and um a lot of drive everybody is you know in the group we're we're looking forward to see where things go yeah so that'll be neat yeah man yeah, i'm excited i mean it's just that's why i want nothing more for my friends than to <laughs> be successful and happy and stuff so well, thanks that's, man that's and thanks for the opportunity here too yeah uh, happy to help man uh well i got a couple of questions i've been having fun going around asking uh, okay some of these random uh questions and um i just a newer one i threw in here recently but uh what would be uh like your your favorite uh like fictional band to go see live well, who would be uh like uh, you know from movies or tv or something like what what uh, a group that you think would be fun to Oh my god! To see live, that's a tough one. I'm gonna go with. I think it was called the Beats, which was a band from Doug. Yeah, the cartoon. Oh yeah. Really, other than that, I can't think of too many fictional bands. Right. (laughs) I I mean, there's a lot out. Once you give, if you really like, you know, sit down and look, because I've been talking about it for a little while now. But yeah, uh, I mean, like. Uh, wild stallions from oh from, yeah from bill, bill and ted and <laughs> uh uh lone rangers from uh airheads and, i guess and i would also like maybe say death clock even though death clock is a real band i love the show metalocalypse yeah. so yeah. like <laughs> that's that probably doesn't count as a fictional band but like to see the, like the actual characters death clock perform uh you know the cartoon characters yeah. not the actual yeah not the actual band that that would probably be up there i love that show <laughs> yeah i said uh the other night i said uh dr teeth oh and, yeah and oh the, my god Electro mayhem that'd be fun yeah actually so loge has done um can you picture that from the muppet movie there you go yeah we uh, I, I growing up huge jim henson fan i can't believe i didn't even think of that yeah. that's a good one <laughs> yeah man yeah i uh I don't know. I just some of the, a lot of these are just like that, like just ridiculous. Like uh, they're they're impossible questions to. That's fine, but they're fun. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so let's say we got a uh, uh, one way traffic action figure or box set of action figures. Uh, what would you like to see uh, for your action figure? Hmm. Uh, I I have the uh tendency to do this like kind of grumpy face in a lot of my pictures if you go through the band like you'll see me make the same face all the time so it would definitely have that kind of frowny face on it other than that any accessories to go with your uh, your shorts and uh chacos probably (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i'm pretty generic (laughs) uh... if i would do like a cool accessory um i don't know probably a lightsaber yeah yeah big star wars fan nice yeah i did get a good uh laugh out of uh that video that leah sent you like the colorado uh video or whatever whatever that was uh oh the uh 
the guy like was putting the sticker on the back of his car and then on a water bottle and stuff. And yeah. Like, uh, just like, uh, uh, how, she tagged me in that yeah. and it was, it's so true. Yeah. I mean, like I was watching it and then he started talking about, uh, chili verde and I was like, Oh my God, I ate chili verde <laughs> twice this week. <laughs> yeah i could probably fit right in and the driving thing too i i mean come on you know we're in missouri we're right next to illinois you see an illinois driver you kind of get pissed off about it so (laughs) no offense to any of my friends in illinois right uh but yeah i don't know just uh, it's funny when you start realizing like how much uh you know that how much you fall into some of those like uh you know cliches categories yeah yeah. yeah, stuff like that like (laughs) I do. Uh, there's. I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm, a, I'm guilty of it too. People point things out to me, and I'm like, you know, I realize I, I do these goofy things, and I'm. Like, yeah. But when it's, you don't really think about it as you're like until people point it out, and you're like, oh yeah, I definitely do that. Like, <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, it was funny though. All right. What? Uh. Uh. Let's see. What's a song that always gets stuck in your head? you have anything mm. currently on repeat in your head? Yeah, I do. Um, there's this song. I can't think of what her name is, but it's called I Think We're Alone Now. Ah, is that a Tiffany? Tiffany. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. Tiffany. Um, that one definitely gets stuck in my head a lot. And we always play it. Jordan and I play it, especially when we're driving the kids around. They like it. Oh, yeah. Um, also... Hey, you know what? While my guitar gently weeps, always gets stuck in my head too. Okay. I don't know why, but that's always one that's reoccur- reoccurring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a tendency to like get like uh, a sentence or something of a song, like one line, <laughs> yeah, and then just like loop it and I don't know until you just go nuts. Like <laughs> that's pretty much it. Start remixing it in my brain. And yeah, <laughs> that's how typically how my mind works. Yeah, a lot of times I start like doing it in like a metal voice or something like <laughs> that. Do <laughs> yeah. or no? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. What about? Uh, maybe you. Uh, maybe you already answered it, but movie or TV show you wish you were in? Is there a, a certain? world you would like to be in is it uh is it star wars or is there uh, uh, you know i don't know that i'd like to be in star wars yeah. i really like star wars but um i mean honestly i always thought it would be kind of cool to like be more into like i don't know like it sounds really dumb but like a musical style world for yeah. like you just go down the street and everybody's in sing song and dance right. and uh you know, other than that, like, you know, talking about Jim Henson, same thing. Like, I could probably live in a Muppet movie. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. I mean, their characters are just awesome. Well, you kind of get a little bit of both. Uh, mm-hmm. there, yeah. You get the Muppets and the song sense. Yeah, so. exactly. So, I'll, I'll go with Jim Henson. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. That uh, that would be fun. I mean, like, be uh, interesting uh, be involved. In, I don't That the whole process, like... Uh, you know, being a puppeteer and all this stuff. Like, I mean, the, the world that he created. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, pretty wild to think about that what he, what you know, this vision that he had and that made it possible. It's cool because, like, especially, like, even, like, the Muppet movie or, like, the Great Muppet Caper or something like that. Like, those are movies I've definitely watched in the last few years. And, like, not even just to watch with kids. It's because I was like, I want to watch the Muppets. <laughs> 
And, you know, but as a kid, I loved those movies. And, uh, you know, we had them on VHS. I watched them all the time. You know, Muppet Christmas Carol, Muppet Treasure Island. I mean, I could sing all the Muppet Treasure Island songs probably. So, yeah, that's, I'm very thankful for someone like him. Yeah, man. Uh, Yeah, I mean, and it's also what's kind of cool is like you think about uh, the ripple effect of like what, one person couldn't do like what Jim Henson, you know, introducing those that Muppets and stuff and every you know, and, and then like what it did to so many others, young young kids that want to get creative and do these kind of things. Oh like, yeah. You know, so it's I don't know. That's what something I I think about a lot. Like just imagine like what it, what it would be like to without that one person or what you know mm-hmm. the i don't know just kind of crazy to think about how much creativity came out of yeah what inspired everybody else and stuff yeah and you i know. mean you know especially it's like you think about it too it's like puppets yeah you know like out of anything in entertainment that like i mean really he was the guy that made puppets a thing like mm-hmm. and continued it through hollywood and stuff and i just think that's so cool you know people try it and like you know remake stuff today and uh, you know, like when they redid the Muppet movie or the Muppet show, I, I wasn't really a huge fan of it, but it was cool to see like some of the familiar characters yeah. like come back to the TV. Uh, some of the uh, the newer Muppet movies were pretty good. The one with uh, Jason Seagal. Yeah, I thought that was pretty well done. Yeah, yeah for I, sure. I like Jason a lot. Yeah, the Muppet or a Man song. Yeah. That one gets stuck in my head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's he's a funny guy. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> do you uh do you do any celebrity impressions? No. No. <laughs> uh I I make faces in the mirror when I brush my teeth and sometimes I do the like the too bad AC ain't judged no more. Like I don't know from home alone but no i can't really do. I I've tried Christopher Walken. I think everybody tries to do that one. Right. Home Alone, man. Such a great classic movie. Yeah, it's, I quote that one all year round. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, snakes. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know no snakes. Uh, yeah, there's uh, so much of that movie. Uh, like, it's like on quotes that uh, I use in my daily life, too. So Yeah. yeah. Was, uh, it's a, uh, we actually went to the... Uh, Last time we went to Chicago, we went by the uh, Home Alone house. Did you? Yeah. I always wanted to see it. I hear it always goes on the market because people can't stand living there like for longer than a couple years. Yeah. I mean, but, I, I, I can, I don't know. I guess I could, I can understand like, I mean, there's. there's oh, I'd want to see it. I mean, <laughs> you can see it. Yeah. Like, but that's like, I can imagine like, like we were respectful of it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's a, but I can imagine there's people that aren't in you know, like, wanna, oh, right. you know, want to take pictures in the yeah, front yard stuff and do that stuff. But like, I mean, they have a gate there and like, and it's, you know, so we just stood outside the gate and took a picture in front of the house. And, but I can, I know I can imagine just how rude some people can be, uh, that they don't, they have no respect to the privacy that is somebody's actual house now. Like, oh, yeah. not, not just the movie, mm-hmm. but you know, people are like, feel like they own they have the right since they've watched the movie that they can i don't know it's a it's a weird thing like to have something like that public even though it's yeah your private property and right stuff, right. right so yeah that, that's true um but yeah so i can imagine it would get old after a while like really, <laughs> like just sick of dealing with people and like so i don't know but it's cool man it's like it's uh i don't know i, I, I like that meme too that's like uh 
you know, like, what did uh, Kevin's dad, you know, what did Mr. McAllister do right. to afford this house? Like, it's, the house is crazy. <laughs> yeah, and a vacation of 13 yeah. to France. Right. Yeah. And then Florida. Yeah. Must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's a good one for sure, man. All right. What, um, all right, is there a, a dream duet or collaboration you would like to see uh, for yourself or for one-way traffic or? Is there, cool. is there a certain somebody you would like to work with? Hmm. Personally, I think it would be cool um, to like work on like I don't know, like John Williams or something like that. Like I always liked, uh, you know, music scores. <clears throat> um, as a band, though. Yeah, man, that's a tough question. There's so many people I like. Yeah. I think we're going, uh, I bought tickets to, uh, the symphonies doing Jurassic Park. Oh, I saw that. And I think we're going to go, we bought tickets to go see that. Uh, Dude, we're lucky to have, have the St. Louis symphony. That's, uh, something I don't use enough also, but man, like you can go see some incredible shows and it's pretty cheap. Typically, you know, you can buy some pretty cheap tickets to go there. And Powell is one of the best sounding rooms in the country. Yeah. You know, so we're, we're lucky. But talking about like those, you know, big movie scores like that and stuff. Like it'd be fun to see it performed live along with the, the movie and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's going to be a cool night. Yeah, I've never done that. Uh, I did go for a John Williams night one time. My aunt took me and uh, that was a Christmas present. That was a really cool present. And they didn't play the movie or anything, but they did, you know, all the cool hits, which was which was a lot of fun. Yeah, and um, Stacy went last year to the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, and then actually had like a uh, Ken Ken Page is a Page, I think. I think it's some. I think it's the name something like that. He's from St. Louis, but he does like the voice of like Oogie Boogie. Oh, really? And he was there like singing the songs and so that's and, pretty cool. Uh, so I didn't know he's from St. Louis. Yeah. Huh. But so, yeah, I was like, uh, she said she had a blast, like, you know, they performing the soundtrack and stuff live and yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. Like the whole uh, world is pretty fascinating, uh, like movie scores and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, the (coughs) East central college where I went and, uh, sometimes I'll still actually, I, I say sometimes it's been a long time since I played anything in their groups, but, um, Aaron bounds, their band director up there, he's really great musician and band director and uh he started doing a pops concert in washington every year and it's usually at the fairgrounds it got rained out a couple weeks ago um but like i mean the whole community comes you know 1200 people or so are usually right around a thousand and um it's a free concert for everyone and the college bands and some of the community bands always played. They're always doing movie scores and they'll do some Broadway stuff too. And it's, that's like one of my favorite like yearly concerts. I missed it like the last two years, unfortunately. Um, it's the one downfall about being a musician is you're always <laughs> sure. booked when everything else is going on. But um, yeah, it's always fun listening to that stuff and listen to people remake it or being a part of it too. Yeah, so, remember playing Superman. I always liked playing the Superman theme. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is there, <clears throat> besides, uh, that I was like, is there something, uh, 
you know, you obviously get to do a lot of cool stuff already, uh, getting to see some of the world with uh, one-way traffic and things. But is there, mm-hmm. is there still uh, something on the bucket list uh, as a musician that you would ultimately love to really yeah do? i i do uh, honestly i would love to be in like a, a touring musical someday i i always really enjoyed it it's like doing local theater is always kind of i mean it's a wreck like it always is like absolute chaos and it, nothing happens until like the night of opening night and then um that feeling of just like you know throwing everything together stressing out and it all comes together like it's like magic and that's always been one of those things that i've just loved and uh you know it it's one of the most stressful two weeks leading up to the show and then the show happens and it's, you know, you look back on it and it's like, oh my God, I was, you know, stressed and really mad like the whole last two weeks, but like you, you create something so cool. So yeah. I think it'd be cool. Not necessarily like Broadway level, but like doing a touring show would be really neat. Um, you know, I got to continue to make sure I know how to read music. <laughs> I, I don't do that as much as I yeah. used to. So um, besides that, you know, I, I really wanted to do... I want to just try doing a cruise ship sometime, uh, you know, play, you know, one of the house bands or something like that would be cool. I actually, it's really funny because I took a picture in a magazine today uh, of a, a cruise line. I forget what line it is, but they were advertising that they have a Mississippi cruise. And I was like, this is perfect because I'm a little scared about being on a boat in the ocean. I could do this on the Mississippi right. River. That would be perfect. Yeah. So um, who knows? Maybe one day I'll look into that and, you know, if I hate it, then I'll never do it again. Yeah. So, but I I think it's definitely one of those things I've always been interested in and it really doesn't take a whole lot. I mean, it takes a lot of time, Um, but, you know, I I would say it's something I could probably handle and, you know, if I loved it, then I'd probably look into doing it more. Yeah. Well, they've been doing a lot more of like uh, these different cruises, like, with uh i mean they, they even got one now uh emo one uh with all like these like uh emo bands and stuff oh yeah the, the guy the emo is not dead uh put together and that's stuff. hilarious like, it's got like uh <laughs> you know uh, so it's like um but you know they got these jam- like blues crews and jams cruises and mm-hmm. stuff like that and like so jam like, cruise looks amazing uh my aunt actually she works i don't know the company name but she works for a marketing uh firm that is has been working with i guess jazz crews coming up yeah. and she's gotten to meet a lot of cool people she was telling me and gets to go to cool shows at jazz at the bistro and stuff mm-hmm. and i was like man that is so cool yeah um, but yeah, I think that's a great idea. You know, like it's a, it's a different type of music festival. Sure. Uh, it's a good way to do like a full package thing too. And you get a vacation out of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't so. know if I'd like working on a, uh, on a boat like that or not, yeah. you know, you know, considering it would actually be a job. You can't like party the whole time, <laughs> but I mean, I don't really party hard anymore. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to be 30 in two weeks. That's yeah. crazy. Man. But, uh, and yeah, yeah, it's uh, uh, definitely cruise ships is is pretty interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, I, I never. Well, I was supposed to go on. We we're supposed to do a family vacation <clears throat> a couple of years back. Um, we had everything booked up, and uh, that was uh, it. Happened to be the uh, year mom got sick, so I had uh, bailed on everything and uh, 
because I didn't, you needed to be there for her and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, uh, so I never, never made that, made it on the cruise, but maybe someday we'll, we'll re- redo it. And yeah, my mother-in-law and brother-in-law still went, they had a great time and stuff, but yeah, we, uh, we stayed back and, yeah. um, but I think it'll be, I mean, I've never done it, but I think it'll be. I haven't either. Yeah. I, so, I talk about like wanting yeah. to do a cruise. It's right. like, well, I should also say I've never yeah. been on a cruise ship before. Yeah, I've never been on a boat like that. So I've also boat. never been to Florida. Oh yeah? Yeah. It's weird. Well, it would make, <laughs> make that one happen pretty, pretty easy, I think. But, yeah, possibly. Yeah. And we're going, we're going, uh, I'm going to see Chili Peppers in September in, in Orlando. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I heard they're uh, doing a whole tour this year, or, or I guess a few shows. But. Yeah. It's like, it's not like, they're not doing a, a ton of, but uh, they're, yeah, they're hitting a couple of the big cities and, um, I got. I know Beck's doing a couple of dates with him, like in West, I love West Coast. Beck. Yeah, that's the one I. I wish I would like. I think it. I mean, it would still be fun, but I think uh, at our stop, it's uh, uh, what's uh, the uh, Thundercat? I think is opening, and uh, I don't remember now. There's an, another another group. Uh, Blinking on the name. Anyway, doesn't matter. Is this a festival? No, it was just a, a Chili Pepper show. Oh, okay. Some arena. And but they got Thundercat opening. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. There's another group too. I can't think, uh, but like I said, I can't think of them right now. I'm blinking mm-hmm. on the name. But I was when I saw Beck was on tour with him, I was like, man, that'd be the, that would be one I'd really like to see. Like, yeah. I've never seen Beck and I've never seen Chili Pepper, so it'd be a, a good night. But I'm a huge fan of Beck. I think uh, as far as like, you know, kind of, you know, he kind of had a different approach of things back in the in the '90s and even like in the 2000s. I think he won a Grammy like within the last ten years. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's really talented. I've always really enjoyed his stuff. Yeah, well, that's always different too. It's always mm-hmm. it's uh, you know every record he puts out something completely different. Yeah. yeah, so it's fun to keep it keep it fresh like that. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, man. Well, this has uh, been a ton of fun, Eric. I'm really glad yeah, we, dude. we did this. Uh, Thanks for having me. Thank you. And we uh, uh, hopefully we can do this again some someday. We get the rest of the band on, talk about some new tunes when the record's ready. Hell and yeah, stuff. And, let's do it. Because we haven't done. I don't think we've done a one way traffic one in a while. So yeah, it's been a while. I actually that was probably three years ago at least. Yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe I'll have the opportunity to be on here again. Yeah, cool. Uh, you again uh, get plugged in on the socials and uh, get out there and uh, see Eric live uh, with with one-way traffic in Loge. And, well, this has been fun. And uh, I guess, yeah, like I said, I mean, hopefully we do it again soon. And uh, hopefully I'll catch you at a show real soon too. Cool. So thanks, thanks Shane. Thanks, buddy. I'll see you later. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.